What's going on, everybody? This is Eddie bringing you guys another episode of In The Loop Podcast. Today, we got the man who founded Aloha Clothing, founder, entrepreneur. His name is Darius. What's going on, Darius? What's going on, everybody? I just want to say thank you to you guys for allowing to have me today. Um, I feel like this is going to be really fun and get a chance to know you guys and tell a little bit about our story. So super grateful. Yeah. Stoked to have you on, dude. That's great. Uh, what, What's your uh, Instagram, by the way, for your business? Uh, our Instagram business is Aloha Worldwide Shop. Um, and my okay. personal is going to be Osorio Darius, which is my last name, first name. Gotcha. 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 Cool, man. Dude, so Darius, man, I want to know your story on the whole company of yours. I, I, I've seen it so much a few years like I, I think it's like a little couple a little over a few years now where I started to see the brand slowly at Grant Skate Park I just remember I saw a few other skateboarders that was wearing the name and I was like oh this is interesting like I never seen this before and then slowly I started to see more other people that are wearing your clothes and it, it's really cool because it's not just skateboarders like I'm also seeing people in like I guess you could say like the hype world, you can say like, yeah. I just remember I saw somebody at this like art gallery um, a year and a half ago when I was living in the city and it was like two people that were wearing Aloha sweaters. I was like, Oh shit. Like that's what I was seeing everywhere at Grand Skate Park. And now I'm seeing this here with, you know, when there's like not skateboarders at this art gallery, which is super dope. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, you want me to start from the beginning? Would that be the best? Dude, start hey, it. Yeah, whatever, whatever, okay. whatever you want to so, do, man. Um, well, obviously, it ties somewhat into Hawaii. And um, when I was two years old, my mother and I uh, moved to Hawaii. So I lived there for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just kind of the culture there is totally different than you would see here, as they would say yeah. in the mainland. Um, and so that meaning of aloha to me kind of just stuck with me um, growing up as a kid. You know, it was more of like a way of life. And the more you know, Americanized version here in America is just like, oh, it means hello and goodbye, but as a deeper spiritual meaning. And it's more of like, your pain is my pain. Your joy is my joy. What I take from the earth, I vow to give back. Um, I won't harm anyone or anything unless I feel threatened. So it has a whole spiritual aspect. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, as the years progressed, I moved uh, back to the East Coast here in Jersey. And, um, you know, that it... it the logo in itself tells those two stories. Um, I think when a lot of people, you know, try to do a brand, they kind of see what everyone is doing and things like that. But when I had the logo, I was like, man, I want to tell a story. And so when you look at any other Aloha logo, it's all in cursive, right? I'm yeah. Sure there's a few restaurants in Chicago I've seen that has like this cursive flowy, but mm. there's other shit going on, you know? And, um, the logo has that jagged look because yeah, I grew up in Hawaii, but I moved back to the East coast where shit's like, it's crazy. The hustle and bustle, you know, mm-hmm. fast paced living. So it has its edges. Um, mm. And that was kind of the story with the logo. We're just trying to tell the story of that of Hawaii. And then, you know, at the time I was living in Chicago and it was like these two cities connecting as one. How do I make that happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, That's dope. yeah. And it was also like, when you look up Hawaii, on the internet right so a whole bunch of photos of beaches 
right? And then when you look up Chicago, it's a bunch of negative news clippings of like, oh, this happened today, this shooting mm-hmm. here, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, Chicago is a beautiful city. It's one of my favorite cities. So mm-hmm. um, like I said, yeah. it's combining those two worlds. And that's kind of how the logo came about. Um, and yeah. then I met Andrew and Rashad, you know, which are some of the skaters uh, through a mutual friend. And, um, you know, I kind of just was like chilling with them and we were talking. I'm like, damn, you know, they're really dope and they're really good kids. Like, how can I figure out how to like kind of help them out and do what I'm doing at the same time? And we kind of spoke to them and I was like, All right, shit, we'll just have a skate team. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of like how that worked out. But yeah, bring it into both worlds. Um, you know, I never made it to be like, oh, we're going to be this skate company. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of like, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm going to do what they're doing. And it's kind of just emerging itself into its whole thing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Really I mean, as you already see, like, it's already, it already has like a really good name for itself as like a skate brand. And yeah. when I first saw it, like I said, when I first saw it at Grand, like, it wasn't just like one person, it was like multiple people like wearing it. And I just remember um one day i saw i think it was andrew i think it was andrew pena um that he was that he was wearing um he was wearing like a new it was like a collection that you guys were about to drop in the week and he was wearing it like previously uh for the ig edit that he made and when he was skating it i was like damn like this shit goes hard like this is sick and um yeah so i just i i think the brand like it, it it just fits so well in the skate scene. Like I've just seen so many people like rocking it super hard with the, with their, with their clothing. And it just, it just looks so good. It fits very well. Thank you, man. I think that's like, what's dope about it is and how I think it all ties together is when I grew up in Hawaii, you know, like I grew up watching surfing during that time mm-hmm. in the nineties, like surfing was like, it was blowing up, you know, just like mm-hmm. the skate scene. And like when I moved back to the East coast, I no longer had that, you know, yeah, so there was a bunch of older kids that lived by me and they would just skate in the street all day. And I kind of just always creepily, creepily like watched, which I shouldn't have probably just sort of went over there like, oh, is it cool if I watch? Um, hmm. But I never heavily got into it because I came from a really big basketball family. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, my mom played overseas playing basketball. So it was like I always had a basketball in my hand, but I always had this passion for skateboarding. And it wasn't until I got older so, till I started to pick it up and things like that. So. I think it fits perfectly, like you said, and, and it's kind of crazy yeah. how it's just all come together. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome, dude. Uh, I really like the brand. Um, and like you were saying, like combining the Hawaiian vibe with the Chicago as slash yeah. East Coast vibe, I think is really dope, too. And I think that's uh, something that's pretty hot right now. Totally, totally. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's trying to – I think Chicago has its own um, like characteristics or expectations of what they want brands to be um, yeah. coming out of Chicago. And I just didn't want to do that stereotypical um, brand. You know, I, I kind of believe in my own way of doing things and, uh, you know, trying to make a change in a sense as well. So I kind of just stick to more of what we're doing um, and still showing love to everybody else at the same time. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. And then I have a quick question, man. So with Aloha and all, where, where do you see this taking place? Like, are you planning on making 
Because obviously, like I see like a lot of prints on shirts and sweaters and, and, and pants and all that. Are you planning on making more of like a fashionable, fashionable type company or more modern? Like how, what's your, what do you, what do you visualize in, in Aloha? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because we have this question all the time with me and my friends. <laughs> and I, I kind of tell the skaters too. I think where we're at right now is so premature. I think mm-hmm. we've dropped maybe five graphic tees in three years. And it's simply just because, like, I want the product to be dope itself, not necessarily just a T-shirt. So I yeah. think it's very premature sure. on where we're at. But I see it being not so much upscale, but almost having a NOAA. You know, I, it's, it's a company I look up to and I, and I love personally, NOAA NYC. Oh, um, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That brand is so sick. Yeah, so now it's like from the business aspect in my mind was let's continue to just put the logo out there. Mm-hmm. Like I think people jump so far ahead early that they're like, oh, like we just want to have the, all these clothes out and things like that. And it's like, no, man, like you want people to recognize the logo and recognize branding on something. And yeah. then you can do that, you know? So that's kind of like the mindset where I stepped in first. That's um, so smart. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's getting people to understand who we are and what we stand for and what we represent rather than just the product. You know, the product is going to eventually come. Um, and we're a small company. You know, I'm not starting out with, you know, coming from another brand and designing my own thing. Like, I'm building it from the ground up. Yeah. So I think where we're at is very premature. But we do have those goals to be like brands like Noah and things like that. Um, Absolutely. Apparel, um, you know, apparel scene. So. I'm still battling that. I'm trying to figure it out accordingly, but um, I think that's kind of where I see us in 10 years in that sense. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, quality over quantity too. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why like now we've dropped maybe 12, mm-hmm. 13 logo tees and people are like, Oh, we want, you know, but my point is I want you to be happy wearing a logo because you know who we are and you know what we stand yeah. for. Yeah, you don't like that. And it's even getting the skaters to understand that, you know, I've had numerous conversations with them where I'm like, dude, like, that's not who we are. You know, if that's what you want to do, then you can go and do you. But this is what we do here. Um, yeah. So it's getting that message across as well. That's awesome. You know, nice. it's what I see, too, is that for other companies that I've seen um, as like a startup from Chicago, when they start their own brand, and when they pick out a name, you don't see much of the name. It's kind of like they're, I don't know, like this is just like a very few companies that I've seen online and then like people personally that I've seen wearing their product. But it's uh, like there was no name, like they have the name of brands, right? Like, they're, well, they have the name of their brand, but all their product was just all over the place, which just like made the whole thing confusing. And I don't know like the story of what they're trying to do or like what's like the purpose of their company, right? Like, is it more exactly. fashionable or is it more like, you know, more of like a premature type thing, like what you just said. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what you mentioned about what you mentioned just now, that makes perfect sense. And I think it's like the best way to start off the brand going up by having the name onto every single piece. But like, having people to recognize that name slowly, you know? Exactly. No, I think that's, you know, and that's the goal. And another thing, the way I've approached it is, I mean, 
at this point where we are in technology and things like that, you can go on a bunch of websites and you can have somebody make your product and you can call it in quote unquote cut and sew, right? Because that's the big thing that's out now. Yeah. But mm -hmm. you can tell when someone's trying to do cut and sew and when they've found the right company and they could make really good product. And so my way of just not going down that route and being like, oh, well, this, this product is terrible, but it's considered cut. And so I just kind of X that all out until I find the right company. I'm going to make product where I can with t-shirts, with sweatpants, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. But it's growing the business and figuring out and building those relationships of like, we finally, we're in year three and we just found the perfect button up company, you know? So you will, you'll see more button ups this summer, but it's going through that process of trial and error and, and nice trying to figure that out, you know? So I think a lot of people try to rush into it. Like, oh, well, this company makes button ups, you know, and the buttons are uneven and this and that. And it's paying attention to details. And that's why I'm taking my time growing it because I don't want to sell something to somebody that I know the quality isn't there, you know? So yeah. it's really personal to me. And I'm trying to do my best, to the best quality stuff at the right time. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, that's so. Well I have say, to say, honestly, I, yeah, I, I love how like how you're structuring all this, how you're how you're like taking your time with everything just to make sure it's exactly what you want and how it's like you want to make sure like that everything is just like exactly the way that your image is in your head. So I really commend you for that. And I did have I do have to say with the in regards to like the graphic tees, the graphics are really, really nice. I like them a lot. I just wanted, I just wanted to ask, do you do the art for those or do you have someone that you have hired to do those? Like who, who does the art for all of these? Yeah, that's all. I mean, the easiest way to break this all down is like the skate team skates, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm out there with them sometimes. I'm filming if I can, but for the most part, we have Jake, our filmer, film everything. Um, but I still want to be in the streets with them, but everything outside of that is me. So, um, the artwork, the planning, um, the inventory, the shipping, you know, it's all me. It was a small wow. team. Wow. And, dude, yeah, that's crazy. It's a lot of work, man. It is. It, but I mean, mm -hmm. it's, how do I say this? It's also like, it makes me happy. Um, it keeps me busy. It keeps me in tune of, you know, I went to school for graphic design, you know, I have my associates in it. But I kind of, you know, that's how I was in high school. Um, it was basketball and art class because I wasn't good at math. I wasn't good at science and all those other mm -hmm. things. So I was just literally in the graphic design room messing around on the computer and this and that. And I was like, ah, oh, you know what? This is, this is a major in college. Why not try it? Um, so, but yeah, I do all the graphics. Um, and it's hard, man. I try to get some stuff from the skaters, but most of my ideas just come from what's honestly going on in the world um what i see fit and feeling like i want people to feel things when they wear it or how can i relate to somebody mm -hmm. or why is this person gonna buy it like i don't want it to just be like oh this is what's cool i'm gonna wear it you know i want yeah. to apply into like your personal beliefs and how you feel so um yeah all the graphics are me um you know and sometimes i battle like there's maybe a hundred graphics that you guys haven't seen that like I sit it on for two weeks and I was like, we got to watch this. This isn't good. Cancel that. And the skate was like, no, it's so dope. It's like, and I'm like, no, nah, man, it's just not going to hit. And then we, we wash it out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do all the graphics. Um, 
on that end and the apparel design and things like that. Wow. That's that that's insane, bro. Yeah. I, I do have a question for you, man. So yeah. when you were in college, have you ever thought like were you like, okay, did you have a plan after college? Like, were you like, okay, I have a goal that I'm going to go work for this company? Or were you like, no, after this, I kind of feel comfortable with what I'm doing. I'm going to go ahead and start building a company that I want. Uh, no, to be honest, you know, I haven't finished school. I had my associates, right? And I got mm-hmm. this job offer um, for this creative agency to work with Adidas. And this is after I got my associates and I kind of just took off and did the Adidas thing for four years, which ended currently due to um, the pandemic, which was cool because I kind of was over the whole Adidas thing, but yeah. um, it was never like a, Oh, I'm going to go and do my own thing or oh, I'm going to work for the company or I kind of just like, I think what it is is that I start these projects sometimes mm-hmm. and I just let them consume me. And that's kind of what Aloha was like at first. It was literally just an idea what I had with my friend in LA, and we were talking. He's like, "What do you What do you want to do?" I was like, "Well, man, I want to start like an apparel company." He was like, "But whatever you do, stay true to yourself." It's literally the best advice I've ever gotten from any of my friends. Yeah, this is at twenty at the time I was twenty two, and um, on the flight back, I literally just started designing the logo and thinking about myself and you know what I love and where I'm at. And that's how the logo was made. And then after that, I just started, you know, knocking out ideas and designs and things like that. It's kind of how it came about. But there was never no set goal of I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Yeah. No, wow. Very cool. Wow. So you were doing – so you're working for Adidas, but yes. working for Aloha after work, correct? So, like, you were doing everything that you can to keep producing whatever it is for – your brand after your, you know, after your work with Adidas? Yeah. So, um, I first started working with Adidas and then I kind of started the Aloha thing. It was kind of like Mm -hmm. an idea, but I didn't start really making, um, like product and things like that because I needed the job, you know, like Mm -hmm. I needed the money from that job in order to do the Aloha thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it kind of started out first with working with the Adidas stuff and then pushing Aloha full on. Um, and I think that job helped me a lot because I got to see a lot of the behind the scenes of marketing, behind the scenes of like how things are getting delivered. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're receiving this product in a month before, but it doesn't come out for another month. You know, so it's it's just timelining, giving yourself like cushion to work and things like that. So I think right. everything kind of just happens for a reason just so that you can do what you want to do. Absolutely. Dude, that's awesome. And another, another thing I definitely do want to bring up, I am currently, I'm looking at your Instagram right now and I do remember seeing this a while ago, but you guys went to fucking Portugal. Yeah. Tell me, what was that experience like, man? Yeah. Um, so it's by far my favorite trip. I mean, we've gone to LA, we drove from mm-hmm. Chicago to New York, you know, for a few days. Um, Portugal was just so much of a different feeling. Um, I have a friend that lives there named Harry. He's originally from France. His mother uh, is in France. His dad's from Portugal. And so we went over to Portugal, you know, just off my personal homie just to go hang out. And I was like, oh, well, let's bring the skate team. And we ended up planning out these collabs um, with a a chicken, a crispy chicken place called Crispy Mafia. 
um, a boutique shop called Latte that sells brands like Sufi, Car, Whip. Um, Dude, is that anything like Perry uh, Perry? Like Nando's Perry Perry? No, I, it's in Lisbon, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Dude, yeah, um, that's cool. So, did you meet any uh, Portuguese skaters over there? Um, yes, we did. So there's actually um, this local skate company called Tuca. They're just mm-hmm. starting out. And um, it's a mix of Brazilian, Brazilian skaters and Portuguese skaters. Mm-hmm. Um, so met them while we were there. But it was basically just we hosted a bunch of events. We had some collabs. And um, yeah. yeah, man, but that experience was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. We skated all day in that hot-ass sun, drank at night, party, ate. Did it all over again in the morning. We were there for seven days, so that's great. That was yeah, I, dude, I've I've heard that uh, that uh, over there that there, it's one, like one of the best surfing spots in the world too. Yeah, so I have a friend Hugo that actually owns uh, Crispy Mafia. Um, I met him while I was there for the first time, and he was like, "Man, let's go surfing and da da da." And I was like, "Dude, I have you know the skaters with me. We came here to skate." We got a film, so I didn't get a chance to huh. search, but definitely when I go back, I'm definitely planning on it. Dude, sure. that's so sick. So, yeah, like, for sure. you, you guys were saying, is my mic better now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's, all, it's all, right. all good all right. now. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> a little technical um, hiccup. That's my bad. in between. But all yeah, so, so, Darius, I had to ask you because um, I see right now you're an online shop, you do everything through online if if i'm not mistaken yes. and i do see that you uh you've done a bunch of pop-ups i personally went to one of those before it was a really cool experience i got i get with like i was pretty sure there's like sand on the ground and stuff so like imitate a beach in the shop and stuff i thought that yeah. was really cool um i was wondering if you ever have plans on opening up a personal shop like a like a permanent residence and like where you would want to do that yeah totally um I mean, all the pop-ups, right? I try to make an experience for people to come in and it's just not like, oh, I'm going to come to this pop-up and there's going to be clothes hanging on it on a rod, you know? Like, to me, it's really lame when that shit happens. Like, I hate that personally. Mm-hmm. So I always try to somehow tie in a dope kind of creative atmosphere for people to come in where they can also chill and, like, drink or do something. Um, but when it comes to opening up a shop, of course, man, it's a dream of mine. Um, I have friends now that open that owns some stores in Chicago and, you know, I'm kind of just still learning, you know, I'm learning from them and some of them are struggling, man. It's, it's hard to actually open up a store and be consistently. Oh yeah. Well, open well, as soon as you go brick and mortar, my man, it's like, you've got totally so many more. Yeah. yeah. And you have so many more costs and overhead and yeah, exactly. And I'm still in this place where like, I want to eventually pay the skaters, you know? Um, so mm. it, it's doing a lot of math where, you know, are we making enough money where I can spend that um, retail cost every day? I mean, every month, you know, so it's it's still trying to work out the logistics. I think we're three years in, you know, I, I judge myself on the 10 year level always just to make sure that, um, you know, I'm progressing yeah. forward. But a lot of these stores that I, you know, I'm looking at are their skate shops. They've been around for 10 years. They've been around for 12 years and then they open up their store because they have that following. They have that foundation. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm still right, I'm yeah. learning that part, you know, but, uh, and there's more, there's more good. hype too. You wait till there's more hype when you open and you get like lines exactly. down the block or something like that. That's the exactly. ideal. 
Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. It, that's what I'm saying. It's the analytics. It's looking at, you know, we're make are we making enough money to do that? And I think at our third year in, you know, we're just starting to turn the corner where we're making a lot more money than we were before, you know. In the first year, we were kind of breaking even. In the second year, it's kind of the same thing. And then we're going in our third year and we're selling out on drops. So um, it, it's like I said, it's just taking the time and being patient with it instead of just like, oh, you know, I have this brand, I'm opening up a store. And then in four months, I got to foreclose, file for bankruptcy and all that stuff, you know, so um yeah it's just being smart about it and you know we have an online shop and the way i see things now with after this pandemic and all these big businesses opening is online eventually is just going to be the wave of things you know the mom and pop mm -hmm. shops that are boutiques and have that following for 10 plus years they'll stay open but you know majority of business right now is going to keep falling on online so i'm not really mad at that yeah yeah i mean online is not a bad place to be uh active in it right now i mean everyone's online at this moment yeah yeah for sure i, yeah, I mean, also what, yeah what we're getting into is online marketing i mean that's a business that's going up and online apparel is going up too right now yeah people still need clothes yeah no, exactly and that's and that's my biggest thing you know even with the apparel industry it's like apparel is like one of the biggest issues with our you know with our planet right now fast fashion and things like that mm -hmm. so my biggest goal has just been like you know mm. don't buy something just for the hell of it buy it because you love it buy it because you want it and you're going to keep it for years um yeah so exactly my battle with the apparel it's like i'm not going to just make cheap ass clothing for people to just buy and like just get rid of or just throw out like i want you to buy this shit because you love it and it has a message and it means something to you um, yeah absolutely and that's yeah. the best way to compete with uh amazon too because oh, yeah. they don't have that at all no it's just like hey order this sweatshirt mm -hmm. for eight bucks you know and you get it in it's cheap ass quality and you yeah. get it in two days and then after a year you're throwing it out because it no longer holds its value yeah so. exactly uh, so you do the, you do the style for when you re for when you release clothes. You do the style where it's like limited stock, right? And um, once it sells out, I was gonna ask if like that's like how you plan on doing it, or if like you ever want to make it so there's like an unlimited, well not unlimited, but like essentially unlimited stock of shirts for people to be able to buy, or if it's like you want to every month have like a new type of drop where it's like these new, like not like, it, it sounds like, like not, maybe not every month, but like new designs yeah. on the drops, if yeah. you get what I'm saying. Um, I think where we're at right now is like, like I said, being a small company, we're still growing. Um, we're in year three. We do, we order a minimum amount, right? And it's normally either 30 to 40 pieces of a specific item. Okay. And um, after that kind of sells out, it's either you're really just going to have to wait for another drop or a re-release of that uh, particular item just because it's, I don't have the space or the opportunity right now to kind of just be like, let's order a hundred pieces of this and just sit on it. You know, mm. we're not going to yeah. sell out of a hundred pieces immediately. Um, whereas logo tees, I can order a bunch of them because like when we go to skate parks and things like that, like in Portugal, whatever, we want to give out free teas and things like that to kind of spread that 
love and things like that. So definitely, you know, but for the most part, it's like, we're only dropping 35 to 40 pieces and then rolling that out. If it sells out, it sells out. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So one thing I've been doing is if we have a particular product that we only have maybe two or three left of like for months, right. Just sitting on the site, Mm -hmm. I'll mark it as sold out. And at the end of the year, instead of having like this big blowout sale, I'll have a pop-up where you could just come grab a t-shirt for free, but in exchange for like canned goods or food or something that I could donate to like the local community and things like that, just to bring back that love. Um, Absolutely. And, and, that, and that's what I think in what I'm saying. It's more than just the apparel. It's more than just the skating. It's like, it's spreading a message of positivity and love and just kind of creating a new atmosphere for people to live in. Yeah. Well, aloha means love, right? Exactly. So it, yeah. it's, it's a lot of tying that all in. And, you know, that's the one thing I want people to take away from all of it. Very cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's really Dude. awesome. And that's I mean, one I thing. Have... Just oh, one second. One, one really... thing. Yeah, go ahead. Just, just like, that's one thing they don't say in, like, business books either, is that it takes love. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I think, like, I was having this conversation yesterday. And I think with everything that's going on in the world, pandemic, you know, some of the mm-hmm. issues that's happened within the past week is if yeah. people's actions started with love first, right? It's like, how can I show this person love? Nope, regardless of the circumstances, race, whatever it is, things would be mm-hmm. totally different. But people don't think with love first. They think with like judgment or, you know, how can I use this in my best interest? And, and it just fucks up a lot of things because that's not what we're here to do. So I just think, you know, if the action started with love first, a lot of things would change. Right. That's awesome. Dude, I have another question. So have you, have you ever, well, I'm not sure if you're doing this right now, but have you put Aloha clothing in different retailers? Uh, So we've had the opportunity to, um, we have a friend of ours that uh, owns a local store in Chicago, um, mm-hmm. 2048, and we spoke about it. And I just want to make sure that it makes sense for us. And then I'm also not setting up another company for failure. Of, like they're not going to be able to move our product. Um, so it's it's them. We've spoken to some local skate shops, um, you know, and not that I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to put it in there and this and that. It's like I said, it's just making sure that we're ready for that. Yeah. Um, like another company that follows us on Instagram is Zoomies. Um, and it's, it's something that I think would eventually be mm. asked of us, but it's also, and I don't want to put any companies down, but like it mm. has to make sense for our growth as well. Yeah, like definitely. Your brand in certain spaces, it could kind of be a, a cemetery in a sense where the, once you're in there, there's no growth for your brand, you know, mm. like that's it. You're, you're labeled as this type of, brand in this company and that's not what i want um like to be honest i want to continue to be independent until we're at a point where yeah i can put my stuff in a store and i know that store is going to be able to move the product because people have a big want for it but right now like we're just an online shop that people just want to shop there and get it like people have no issue just buying it there um but i think as we grow of course there's little stores that we want to put it in that makes sense um especially in chicago so Right now, we're kind of just, you know, we're kind of just taking taking it easy and, and figuring it out along the way. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I never understood that side of the business where how it happened, like how people would start off their own brand um, in like the clothing side, right? And just want to get like a better understanding on what it's like for retailers to either contact them or even if you want to be that person to have your stuff to only be in retailers, just want to understand more of that side of the business. So yeah. that's crazy. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it goes both ways. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of companies eventually when I think we're ready at that point of mass production and have quality product and things like that, that I want to reach out and be like, hey, look, this is what we're looking to drop you know, in the next coming months. What mm-hmm. do you guys want to buy wholesale for your store um, to like sell and things like that? And then there's also, it goes the opposite way where they're going to hit you up for you to want to sell things in their store. Um, so it's just being patient and waiting for the right opportunity. You know, not all opportunities are really going to help your growth. Some of them are just, you know, it's going to keep you level and steady. And, you know, I want yeah. to continue to grow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the one sure. thing as well that I want to say about that is like, I think a lot of people are so quick to jump into that store and like get a bag and make a lot of money. But that could also drown you, you know, and I'm not into it to do that. I'm not into, oh, let's just get in the store and say like, oh, we sell in the store. Come and buy it here. You know, it's like yeah. we have some sort of respect where we're like, this is what we're doing. You know, almost treating it like a baby. I'm not going to just leave that baby wherever, you know, somebody asked me to. So um, definitely. Yeah. It's just taking the time and like really thinking about it and being smart. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about what you said about uh, avoiding the that graveyard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I said, no offense to Zoomies. Love Zoomies. Um, mm-hmm. Went there as a kid and things like that, messing around. Yeah. Um, but I think my way, if I was to work with a company like Zoomies, is how can I create an atmosphere almost like the pop-ups when people come in and to buy mm-hmm. our product and not just have a bunch of tea sitting on a table? Yeah. You know? It's like you yeah. go to Zoomies and there's 40 different shirts folded over and stacked up on a table. To me, the product is much more important than that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I want our product to tell a story. I want it to evoke feeling. I want it to be an experience. Um, and that's just kind of how I feel. That's the environment I want our apparel in. Um, I want to make sure when we're in a store that our brand speaks the same language as that store. Um, mm. So it's a lot of thought. It's And that's what I mean by I think you could put your apparel anywhere. You know, you could put it in Target. You could put it in Walmart. But does it make sense there? No. You know, so yeah. that's kind of why yeah. I'm saying it to me, it's a lot more than like just getting that money. And like people could be doing this to just do that. You know, but to me, it's like, I want to be 10 years from now an independent company where I can work with whoever I want to work with. I'm not. Just yeah. Here. So that's kind of what I meant by the graveyard and just sitting in there. I get you. Know, because we could sell in Zoomies right now, but what do you know about it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just see a logo. Yeah. You go in there, you see a bunch of graphics. You're like, oh, okay, I'm getting out. You know, yeah. and good just, experiences are priceless, too exactly so and there's yeah. a lot of other things i feel you know about things like that mm-hmm. and when it comes to skateboarding as well so um you know i kind of want to remain independent and i'd rather be in local skate shops um yeah 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 for sure you know because um, I, I was smart. gonna say um because i know like because i i've skateboarded for like almost 10 years now like like i like i'm really close friends with andrew and rashad and like a lot of people who are on the aloha team Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just going to say like people like that, like, like me and them, 
we won't even touch the clothes that are in zoomies like yeah, that's something we won't even go by on purpose like we i don't know it's just it's just something about it being a brand that's in zoomies that just because a lot of skateboarders have like have the support your local skate shop mentality and zoomies mm-hmm. is corporate so exactly. people won't even touch the clothing in there if they're if they have that mindset and it sounds yeah. like you want those types of people buying your clothes so exactly. and that's that's exactly what it is to me it's like when you go in there everything's very saturated it's very watered down right it's mundane product you can get it anywhere for instance you can go you could be in chicago at azumas and get the same product in new york you know yeah it's like why you see all these small food chains right they don't have all these big big um corporations or multiple you know like burger king right it's all over the place but in and outs only in LA, right? And like in some Midwest cities. So it's like, because once you do that for, let's say it's food, right? Your ingredients start becoming larger and they lose quality, right? Yeah. If you're in specific small locations, that makes sense and it fits. Now you're, you still have, you're keeping your quality and it's not just about the money anymore. You know, it's about the product and, and that feeling that I'm talking about. And that's where I'm saying like, when you're in zoomies that happens you know and i hope that that could change for other brands that are in there in zoomies as a whole but from right now like i'm at a local skate shop perspective you know that's yeah. where mm-hmm. i'm in that's how i want the brand to be that's how i want the shop to be um so that's more of why i've kind of just like yeah we've had places where we can be in but i'm just not fully wholeheartedly sold on that if that's where i want to be at for sure you know? Yeah, I'm going to have to send out second invites right now because the call is about to end. And if we're going to continue this, Eddie, you're going to have to stitch it again. <laughs> okay. No, no worries. But, um, yeah, um, you're going to have to start Sounds a second good. call because it's about to cut out in like 10 seconds. So okay. we'll just wait for it to cut out. Okay. Yeah, well, we were talking about, uh, Darius was talking about, and this is like an important thing in marketing too, I think, um, is just when you make something for everybody, and you try to make a product or any product or anything for anybody, it kind of gets dumbed down. It kind of gets watered down for the masses, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. and, that, and that's why, you know, going back to it, the most important thing is keeping your quality, keeping, you know, your message and staying true to who you uh-huh. are. You know, if I went down that road, I wouldn't be who I was. You know, it'd be, oh, I'm chasing money. I'm chasing this and that. That's not what I'm doing it for, you know. If it was yeah. for money, I would have stopped the first year because I wasn't making money, you know. So I think it's like I said, it's just moving forward and staying true to who you are, but also caring about the people that you're working with, you know, like the skaters. I've spoken to them about yeah. it. We weren't fans of it. I'm not gonna do it, you know. If, if at any point they come to me and they're like, "Look, I don't think this is a good idea," then I'm not gonna do it. You know, I'm always gonna look out for my best interest for the company, but also for them as well. Um, I consider them family and that's most important to me is I want everybody to be in an environment where they're comfortable and they feel safe and you know we're we're all pushing the same energy yeah definitely yeah I respect that 100% man Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah and if you look at anything I mean take for example like the evening news right I mean they've got to show that to everybody and everybody watches it millions of people and it basically what is it really like, what is it really, what level is it really on? You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
No. Like it's more, it, it's like e- between evening news and, and for example, like some kind of long form communication, like a podcast or something like this is so much more of an intelligent way of communicating actual ideas to people. No, I, I think a lot of people, I think, you know, when, when they mm. saw us and I didn't really have a voice of like, Oh, what is this brand? You know, what do they stand for and this and that? I'd never like, had any anger or people that didn't support it because I was like, man, they just don't know, you know, like they Mm. don't know what we're doing. They don't know what's going on. They don't Mm. know why I'm starting this. And I think like, you know, a form of communication like this is just powerful because we get to communicate. I get to spread the story. You know, more people get to understand that just not some douchebag just trying to start clothing or whatever, just to be cool and this and that. So yeah. Yeah. It's in depth too. You know, so, you know, that's why I'm very grateful to be doing all this with you guys as well. Oh, well, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, yes. the world needs more in-depth. It needs more in-depth companies that cater to certain groups or, you know, uh, niche markets. It needs more in-depth communication. Totally. And that's what the internet really provides. Yeah, in the right way. It makes possible. Use it the right way. Yeah. It's it's super beneficial. Um, Darius, man, I was going to ask you too, really quick. When you first started off Aloha, like, did you, did you keep this to yourself for a little bit when you first thought of the name and like the whole brand itself? Or did you like talk to people about, Hey, like I had this next big idea. Do you want to hear it? Um, like basically like, have you ever gotten like doubt from anybody that you were like, you know what, fuck this person. I'm going to go ahead and just do my own thing. Yeah. No, like I think so. I have no, I'm very open person. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I am always open to talk to people and, you know, one of my best friends, Anthony Trevino, he's actually from Chicago. He's a photographer. Um, he ended up moving out to LA. He does work for Nike. Um, we were sitting down in LA and I'm like, dude, I think I want to do this. And he always gives me best advice. And that's kind of like how it took off. Mm -hmm. I think when you do something like this, your mentality kind of changes and you grow so much because you're going to have to understand like to do any of this, you're going to seem crazy to a lot of people, right? Because you're not a big company. You're not coming from a structure. You're doing everything literally on your own from the ground up. Yeah. So there's going to be times where your friends or even your family, like you're wasting your time, dude, you know, like this isn't for you, like stop doing this. But like you can either let that like change your direction of what you, where you want to do things. Or you can use that to just kind of be like, look, I can do this, you know? So there's a lot of emotions that I went through personally doing all this. And even still now, you know, there's some friends that aren't going to buy it. There's some friends that aren't going to support it. But, you know, they follow you on Instagram all day and things like that. And they don't want to like it or whatever. And that's fine. You know, like, you got to understand, like, it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can't take everything to heart. Um, and you also, what I learned from like some of like my OGs that are like helping me and things like that is like, you literally can't like, oh, I can't believe this person isn't help like doing this and that on like social media. Like you can't lash out like that because you still represent a company. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I said, it's changing your perspective. It's changing your mentality. And it's like a big growth for me personally. It's helped me a lot. And so you kind of just like, you take everything with a grain of salt and, you know, and you continue to show your love, but. In the beginning, yeah, it's hard. It's still hard today. It's going to be hard in 10 years, you know? So, um, but it's, it's just staying true to you and the mission and the people, you know, you're trying to help and support. So, Exactly. 
And I like the way you did it too. Uh, you didn't just quit your job right away either. No, you got to be smart, man. You know, you like, <laughs> I, I know that that money, like, I need that money to fund some of this stuff, you know, yeah. it's still that yeah. way. Like, you know, I still eventually have to find a job to continue to pursue the things I want to do and continue to push it on a level that's bigger than what I want it to be. Um, you know, it's not going to work overnight. It's not going to be a, oh, I could just quit my job and start this, this small company and build yeah. it up in 10 years. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so exactly. working with plan B to chase plan A, that's how I look at it. And um, it's, it's, it's just a lot of work, man. You got to put in the work. There's going to be nights where you're up late mm -hmm. um, for little things too. Like for instance, last night I was up till two yeah. trying to make this post for Instagram so that the clothes just aren't sitting on a white background and it looks cool and you know, things like that. So it, it takes a lot of work, um, but it's worth mm -hmm. it and it's fun. And I'm extremely happy to be doing it. Yeah. That's great, dude. That's awesome. Uh, I did have another question, but I totally just like blinked out for a second. <laughs> um, no, but dude, I, I respect you, man. That is, that is fucking awesome. I guess another thing is, you know, what are you doing for yourself to like alleviate like stress and anxiety? Because already talking to you right now, you already seem so calm and relaxed and, you know, yeah. you're getting done. I want to know your secrets, man. What do you do? Oh, man. It's, you know, I, I do a lot of artwork. Um, and it, what I love about, like, what I'm going to say is, like, skateboarding plays hand in hand with all of this. And that's mm -hmm. what I love about skateboarding, right? Skateboarding's art. It's music. It's culture. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm really into art. I've been doing a lot of abstract paintings. Um, like I said, in high school, it's majority of what I did. Um, but I do art been helping my mother with yard work um you know it's just it's doing things you're just not normally used to right because it mm. opens up a whole new challenge for you like if you're constantly doing something you're ready like know the end results and things like that yeah you're gonna be stressed out because you already know how to do those mm. things so with painting it's giving me just an open space to like create whatever i want and like yeah. if i mess up okay there's another canvas i can pay or i can fix it you know with the yard work it's like I just need to make it look good you know my mom doesn't want the weeds in there or this and that and so I think it's just doing things that you're not used to doing it's washing your car when you know you can go yeah. to a car wash you know it's it's just doing new things that just are, are against your norm I would say it's kind of what's been helping me I've been reading I've been listening to music that I don't normally listen to it's just opening up your horizon mm. and expanding yourself um, yeah, because when you do that, you're opening up other possibilities for you in life. You know, when things are stressing you out, you're very closed mind at the time. Like you don't want to be bothered and things like that. So I've been battling and combating that by just doing things I'm not used to doing. Um, you know, it's not good to just be looking at a design all day because you're going to nitpick every single thing. Do it, leave it alone, come back, maybe take a second look. So, um, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of how I've been planning out my days, especially during this quarantine. It's just kind of work a little bit here, focus on something else, work a little bit here, focus on something else. Yeah, and I love that idea, man. It's just constantly reinventing yourself, constantly trying new things, and it really gets your brain moving. And it's also like it breaks away from your past, so you just feel like yep. continuously refreshed, continuously renewed. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, 
that's a lot of what I do as well. You know what I'm saying? It's like it keeps your brain fresh, keeps the ideas coming. Totally, man. No, yeah. And and that's why I said, like, with the art stuff, like, you know, I'm painting because, oh, I might like this on a board or mm. I might like this here. I might like that there. And then I think another thing, too, is, like, learn from people who are doing it, you know, mm-hmm. or watch something or fall yeah. in love with something, you know, to create a new passion. Um, and that's kind of just what I do. It's, you know, research can like help you, I think in so many ways, because you're taking the time for yourself to learn something new. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, I think that's how I spend the majority of my time. What are some things you've learned lately? Oh man. So I've been trying to work with plaster of Paris. So I've just been watching okay. videos on that. Um, nice. Yeah. I was changing light bulbs in my car. I was looking up videos like that, you know, instead of just taking somebody and having them go pay and do it, I've been like, oh, let me challenge myself a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I've repainted my room, um, redesigned it, you know, just little things like that, just looking up or researching or how do I do this? How do I do that? Um, yeah. So it's kind of just, you know, learning new things in that end and for the brand, you know, just I've been watching uh, type form videos um, trying to create our own type form or, you know, doing things like that. Um, it's just, you know, like I said, it's just, I could dabble into so many things that I like doing because yeah. just finding something new is just so intriguing to me. It's like constantly thinking. Um, That's so, lame. Yeah. That's yeah, for awesome. me, one of those things has got to be uh, cooking. It's yeah. Just because totally. yeah, you, you can so easily just started, go to a I restaurant. Yeah, no, it's fun because, you know, my issue is, is that when, <laughs> when I start cooking, is as soon as the food is done, I start eating and I'm not even hungry anymore. So yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I need to learn how to just cook and wait a little bit and then eat when it's time for everybody else to eat. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll like wait so long to eat and then start cooking and then I'll take like, you know, three, three hours or something. Yeah. By the time I'm done, it's like just eat the whole thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't even get to share it. yeah that's funny dude yeah dude there's so much i I feel like quarantine right now you know obviously there's things that i do Mm. you know that i do appreciate but there's you know obviously like with quarantine it sucked overall but do appreciate those moments because you've learned so much and i think this this goes out to like all of us right like we've learned so much on what else is there on the web or what else that we could do on our downtime when we're not working and what can we do just to like better ourselves physically and mentally and from there you know i'm i'm just so appreciated like i i never thought of like cooking you know it's funny that when you guys brought up cooking i was like damn like I cooked for a little bit when I was living in the city last year and I sucked so hard at it. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. I'm just going to keep on ordering out food because that's just like the easiest way. But then I look at my bank account. It's getting lower and lower every day. So <laughs> you know, during quarantine, that's when I like picked up the pan. Like, you know what? I'm going to start cooking whatever things that come up in mind. And the funny thing is, though, is that when I was living in the city last year, I did not look at any other recipes online. I was just like, kind of winging it i was like you know yeah. what i'm gonna go ahead and make some what you know i'm gonna go ahead and make uh rice and beans and the yeah. rice that i would make was just terrible bro like it was like the worst out of the worst rice i've ever made in my whole entire life and it's just so disappointing but you know 
I got the rice back. You know, I picked up yeah. the computer and I was like looking up how to make good rice. <laughs> and I actually made some pretty decent rice during this quarantine. So, you know, that's I'm good, man. Myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you, dude. No, exactly. I think that's what, you know, <laughs> what I've taken from the whole quarantine is like, we've all been asking for time, right? It's like, oh, man, I need the time to do this. I need time to do that. And we finally got it, you know, and it was like, you know, make sure you made use of your time. So I think that's it's really special. You know, everyone got to like get better at things and kind of just relax and take their time. So, you know, it, yeah, it sucks what's going on, but yeah, really everybody used it in the right way it was needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this whole thing is just teaching everyone to be more self-reliant. It's teaching us as a country to be more self-reliant. And I think those are both super important personally very very i think it, it, like i said it's, it's been it sucked you know we've lost a lot of people things like that but right you know for the people that were home and i hope they used it in a beneficial way and took their rest and took their time and you know get ready to get back on your feet Absolutely. well in this modern world i mean they it's so easy for people just to forget how to cook forget how to do their own taxes, forget how to do anything. You know what I'm saying? But that no, stuff's important no, to remember. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. Like I said, I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes on, you know, things that we need to know how to do and be better at as well. Yeah, even things like, even things like uh, hunting and fishing, for example. And I'm not saying I'm living in the woods right now. I'm not. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, with all the birds and shit, you know, in the background, it sounds like you are my guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I am outside right now. But all I mean is that uh, like people forget how to hunt for food. People forget how to fish. And those are stuff that's important to remember, dude. Because no, if we – yeah, I mean, we got to a point where McDonald's didn't have any – was was running out of hamburgers, man, and that's right about the point where, uh, right before America explodes. Yeah, you know, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, you know, tying that back into like the whole Hawaii thing is like as a kid, right? We used mm -hmm. to um, buy like these little orange gloves from like Home Depot or whatever. And that night yeah. we go on the beach and like when all the crabs were out, we go crabbing like literally that way, and we let the crabs like grab our gloves because like it wouldn't hurt because we mm -hmm. had these gloves on. And then we just dump them in the bucket and then we literally like crack them open, put them on the grill and like cook them. Like, it's just, and it's funny that you brought that up because it kind of just brought back that memory of like hunting and getting your own food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's crazy. You know, a lot of people don't really have those experiences or things like that, but it should right. be something we all know how to do. And, you know, just in the sense of survival. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's an extreme. I mean, it's a, it's a great thing. Um, finding your own food and i mean it's like talk about like spiritual connection to the environment and things like that i know hawaii is big on that stuff yeah and there's a huge aspect to that as well but it's like it's an extreme you know we don't have to do that right now but there are stuff that people are learning to do that they've never learned to do before exactly yeah Uh, how are we at on time? Uh, we have we have, we have plenty of time. We could start a few more discussions on things. For okay, sure, for cool. sure. So, um, 
I I just wanted to ask. Uh, so you you obviously have getting back to Aloha itself. Uh, you have your team members, right? Like how I wanted to know how you like chose those people to be on the team. How you said, hey, Andrew, he is the right person to be on my team. He is exactly yeah, what I'm I, looking for. Yeah, I thought for. about that too. Yeah. Um. You know, it takes. It takes a lot, right? Like, so when I'm looking for somebody new to add to the team, I never just throw them on the team. I wait for them to hang out with us. I kind of see the person that they are. Um, I want to make sure that they fit, that they fit in. We've had those issues in the past, you know. We've had a bigger team. And unfortunately, some of the guys are no longer with us just because it didn't fit. Or, you know, it, it, this isn't an ego place, right? Like, I don't have an ego. I don't call myself their boss because I don't see myself that way. Mm -hmm. um i don't call myself a fashion designer because i don't deserve that title um i'm literally making graphics and putting on apparel so my biggest thing is ego um you know are you a good person you know we've had some issues in the past with some people on our team that like they did some stupid shit and i checked them for it as i would my brother you know or my family and things like that um so it's my biggest thing is just trying to make sure that they're all good people mm -hmm. Like, to me, that's most important. You got to be a good person. You have to have a good heart. And you got to make the right decisions. Um, because it's it's not just about skating. It's just not about the clothes. Like, if I took all this away, who are you? Mm -hmm. You know? And that's kind of yeah. like how I've been making my decisions with the skaters. Um, but obviously, yeah, you, you, you have to be make somewhat of a difference if you come on the team. You know? If I'm giving yeah. you product and this and that, like, are you making a difference? You know? Um, and I think like each and one of them all bring something to the table that I love. Mm. If I didn't feel that way, then they wouldn't be on the team, you know? Um, yeah. And so I think that's kind of like how I brought them all on the team individually. Um, I met Andrew and Rashad, I think when they were 17 years old, um, they were really young and, nice. you know, even now, like, we're we've all grown you know we've all been through shit together you know i think what was it four of us got arrested together downtown chicago so <laughs> oh my like, god we, yeah we've all been through shit together yeah. um, so and that's what i mean by you know some of us don't make the right decisions you know but we call each other out on it you know but we all have each other's back and, and that's what i want it to be it's literally a family so um that, that, I think that's how I've, I've been going about the process. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it's funny you said you got arrested together. Do you mind if I ask uh, what happened? Yeah. Um, so we were downtown Chicago. And it was crazy because I just had ordered a bunch of Aloha rings for us. Yeah. And I just got them in the mail, had them in my book bag. Um, Jake was with us. We were going to go film indoor 10 Frankie wanted to tray flip down and get it on camera so I hear the phrase indoor 10 and I, <laughs> I already have a good idea how this went. yeah so um things happen security charged at us uh whatever got into a verbal dispute some things happened you know I don't want to go into all detail um <laughs> and these girls that had nothing to do with the situation called the cops and nice about maybe 
20 minutes later where you start running down the street, five yeah. cop cars pull up, spend about a whole night in jail, and that's that. So, what? Yeah, that sucks. Dude, I remember night, that. So I remember I, I saw it on someone's story. Like, they were, like, skating away and shit from, like, the security guard. Like, you guys were with, like, a mob of people, right? Uh, no, nah, it or was like a, four of us. It was four of oh, us. Oh, really? But or maybe, security, yeah, security was chasing us. It was this whole thing. It was during Lollapalooza, too. So oh. imagine like a crowd oh, yeah. of 100 people just staring at you while it's all happening. They were all, yes. the cops were all <laughs> trying to get their freaking uh, medals, too. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was crazy, man. I mean, but it's crazy how the world works. Um, mm. Our arresting officer was from Hawaii. It's, it's oh. really bizarre, man. And yeah, that is weird. <laughs> all the stuff on my shirt, and he was like, "Oh, what's that?" And I like kind of explained to him. So he just started calling me CEO, messing with me, and you know they ended up actually being really chill, and they let us all like nothing happened to us in the end. Like we had a court date, and they dropped everything. So oh yeah, well nothing should have happened. But yeah, yeah, and you know it's even instances like those is like we talked about it as like a group, and it's like, dude, like it's just not what we want to be on. Like it's not worth it, you know. And yeah, so we, we told each other, yeah. it was like, dude, if they tell us to leave, like, let's just leave, man. We'll come back another day. You know, just <laughs> yeah. Nice mm, yeah. And I learned from that too. Like, I had my camera out on like the VHS, and Jake was there filming. And like, I learned, like, dude, like, I don't need to be filming anything. That's not my job. You know, like, my job is to make sure shit like this doesn't happen. So, I had the conversation yeah. with their parents. You know, I'm well, sorry about that because that's on me as well. And it's yeah. just growing and, you know, being better together, all of us. Yeah, mm. it was crazy. It was funny, but, you know, we could have been better. <laughs> yeah. I, well, dude, I mean, they say a large percentage of cops, like, out of any profession are psychopaths. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's a crazy. I feel like we could, we could go down a long yeah. road if yeah. we went down that. Um, but, you know, I, and I think it's at the same time. Like, we know we're not supposed to be there. You know, we'll come back another day. You know, it, it, yeah. we've gone back again afterwards. You know, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys also kind of picked the hottest time possible <laughs> to go. Exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that in my mindset, I'm like, dude, like I don't think this is a good idea. The whole way we're we're like walking up there. So, but you know, it's like you live and you learn. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. Like we've all been through a lot of shit together. Um, a lot of other personal shit and like hard shit and. It happens, man, and that's why I call them family and things like that. And I always have their back, but if they're wrong, I'll tell them they're wrong, you know. And and I have that same respect for them to do that with me as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, very. Because like normally people don't like, you know, if you say something to one specific person that's like, let's say, you know, the boss or the CEO of whatever, right? You say something once back they're gonna turn back and be like yo fuck you you know what yeah. why are you telling me this shit you know you're the little guy and i'm the bigger guy exactly and, and i think that's why and like i said like i don't carry that ego with me like and i also they know more about skating than i do right mm -hmm. so if i was to come in there and be like mm -hmm. oh look i'm this skater i know this i know that i'm gonna do like no dude like that's not who i am i learn from them as well you know and like yeah, I have my name on the, the brand or whatever it is and things like that. So I'm going to make the final decision in a sense, but it's in the best decision, not only for me, but for them. And they know that, you know, and the people that have stuck around, that's why they're still here. And the people that have left, maybe me and them just didn't see eye to eye, but mm -hmm. 
but the, everybody on the team has the same perspective that I did, you know? And like, I spoke to everybody on the team about it. It wasn't just like my decision. You know, when I, I do the same thing, when I bring somebody on, I ask the whole team. When I take somebody out, I ask the whole team. And then, you know, if you just, you're not happy with that decision, I'm sorry. And even then it's not even like, oh, fuck you. I don't like you and we can't be friends. You, they may take it that way, but I don't. We can still be friends. Mm. You know, this might just not be the right place for you. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. It, it's hard, man. It's very hard because I'm not just pleasing myself. I have to please the team as well. Mm-hmm. But I know that we all sh- um, share the same vision and respect. So absolutely. And it goes, it goes, you know, again, it goes, it goes so much with just, I guess, like a normal, you know, with like a corporate, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you got like the CEO and then you got all mm-hmm. the people that are below the CEO, but should be doing the exact same thing. Cause you know, they're all working together as a team. They're all bringing the revenue into the company. You know, they're all making the name for themselves. Um, so that should be, you know, and I'm just going to like say it. You're literally like the third person on the podcast to say the exact same thing. And that's how it should be. And I slowly feel like now with, you know, the generation of ours is slowly and making a whole difference into like, I'm not going to be the one CEO who's going to be in control of every single thing. Like screw everybody else. Like I'm the one that's like, you know, I'm the big boss here, but by working together as a team, you know, and like getting, well, there's different kinds of what's good. There's different kinds of leadership, you know what I'm saying? Because there, exactly. there are there are leaders that lead from the back, and leaders that lead from the front. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes leading from the back can give you some perspective, but you got to be a leader that leads from the front. You know, you have to be. If you're freaking warriors and you're fighting somebody, the leader should be the one right in front. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I, what uh, what I believe. I mean, it's like you have people that businesses countries companies whatever and their leader doesn't want to get down and dirty their leader doesn't want to exactly face the same enemy even well, and it's it, like what are you doing i think the way i look at it too right and that's why i say i just call it how i see it and like yeah really you gotta fight the same battle yeah it's like mm-hmm. so if it was just me would there be a skate team no right like clearly you don't see me going down any stair sets you don't see me hitting legends, right? So it's like, I also, we're all one, right? Like, I need them, right? They need me. And that's yeah. the structure, right? So it's like, if I just kept carried out this old macho, like, CEO, like, look, I own this company. This is what you're going to do, da-da-da. It's not going to work. Like, it doesn't work that way, at least I think with skating, right? It's like, mm-hmm. people skate for this company because they like it and things like that and whatever. But the way I viewed it from like our standpoint is we all care about each other. Right. So at some point I want to pay them, but I'm not going to be like a, a jerk about it. You know, like, Oh, well I'm paying you. You need to do this. No, like the best work comes out from people wanting to do things, not just because they're getting paid to do it. Yeah. Right? If I pay you to do something, you're just going to do it. Right. But if you want to do it, it's going to be your best work. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's more of that approach of like, look, like I want you to be here. Like I want you to do your best. Right. And that's kind of how I've been building it. It's just like, we're a family. We're not a business. And that's mm-hmm. how I build it with them. Um, so that's just kind of been like my approach. 
respect. Um, what, uh, what was that you said? I can't remember what I was going to say. I, I, I do want to let you guys know um, we huh? are running a little low on time. So, Darius, you do you did say that you gauge yourself on, like, a 10-year scale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, let, wait, let, let me ask one simple question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Finish that thought, Miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, how, many, how many people do you have on your team, Darius? Right now, we are at four, and then Jake's uh-huh. our filmer, so I'll say five, and me, so six. Nice. Running every, yeah, so I run, like I said, the business side. And then they run the kind of the skate side. Um, hmm. I kind of let them do what they want. I love Jake. Um, he has his own way of filming. And I think I love it because it, it kind of tells a story in a way. Um, okay. And it's just not your normal skate video, I think, for yeah. the time. And that's what I think kind of like sticks out from them. And I just kind of give everybody a responsibility from the skate side. It's like, I'm always on them too. And they're always on like, Oh, like, you know, we need to get clips. We need to film. We need to do that. Um, they're responsible with that. They're getting a lot better. And I think they're taking it a lot more serious. So it's been fun just seeing clips that they're, they're getting. Um, and it's inspirational. Like sometimes I wish I could just be there to watch, you know, I, I, I love doing that. And um, mm. yeah, there's, there's six of us right now. Cool. Very dope. That's awesome. <sighs> Yeah, so I, I, I know um I know Andrew and Frankie are on the team a hundred percent. I I is Rashad Rashad's still with you guys, right? Yes. Yeah, so um I don't really wanna go too deep into that, but Rashad, yes, he's still on the team. He's taking some time away for some uh, personal reasons, but he's yeah. still on the team. Um Conrad's on the team as well. Um, you know, when we were in Portugal I felt really bad. He got in sick the first day. And then when he finally felt better, he rolled his ankle really, really bad. Oh, yeah, he told me about that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I felt really bad for him. We're in a whole other place, and he was just kind of, like, limping around and struggling. So I'm excited um, to get some footage from him because I th- think he's a really great skater. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's just Frankie, Conrad, Rashad, and Andrew. Um, we are eventually looking to expand the team. Um, we had some other people, and, you know, it just didn't fit, and, like, we're – as a team, we we're going through some stuff uh, together. And so, you know, some people left. But, uh, yeah, it just does, if it doesn't work out, I'm, I'm not going to have any hard feelings, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And we are a small company. I think a lot of people want to be on this company that's big and super popular so they can get likes or whatever for Instagram. Yeah. But we're not that, you know. So I think they see that. Uh, Frankie and them know the growth. They, they see where we can be in, in a few years. So, um, you know, if you're – Coming on the team for that mindset, you know, it's not going to work out for you. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. It's good to stay with the uh, yeah. small ego, too, or loose yeah, ex- ego, whatever ex- you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. And so getting back to the thought I was having, how you, you said you gauge yourself on like a 10-year like a scale. How about we switch that real quick to a 50-year scale? Where do you see yourself in 50 years? 50 years? <laughs> if I'm still alive. Um, <laughs> a lot of partying and skating and and doing a lot of wild stuff. A Playboy Mansion, right? Yeah. yeah right? No, um, 50 years, man. That's a big timetable. But, you know, I want to build a structure for kids, you know, for skaters, 
um, to mm. have a place where they can feel wanted and um, enjoy and feel happy and love the clothes and love the brand. You know, I, like for instance, you know, look at Stussy, Mark Stussy, right? Stussy's been around for mm. a long, long, long time. And I may not buy it or wear it all the time, but I just think how dope it is that they could, you know, they could be around that long. Um, especially in times where like back then there was no social media. There was no, you know, it, there obviously was internet, but what I'm saying is, you know, there's no social, there's no Twitter, there's no Instagram. There's yeah. none of that. It's just good business. You know, they built a company off of good business. So in 50 years, I want to have a company that I built off of good business that doesn't depend on social media. That doesn't depend on Instagram. Um, and just create something timeless, something I can hand down to my kids and not feel like they're in a corporate environment. Um, so in 50 years, I hope I'm retired somewhere, you know, on a beach doing something, you know, drinking or something. I don't know. <laughs> back, in, back in Hawaii or no? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's awesome. You know, just serving yeah. and killing. And that's what I hope I'm doing in 50 years, hopefully. Yeah, dude, I mean, awesome. I thought about retiring to Hawaii as well and moving there at some point. So I'll see you there. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. man like 50 years. It's like $10 for a gallon of milk, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got, well, you got to make crazy. it, right? Yeah, it was yeah. funny. We were out yeah. and we were like, let's move to Hawaii. And I was like, man, milk's expensive. They're like, we'll just steal a cow. Just... <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's the 50 year limit. Gotcha. that's awesome Amazing. well definitely the best way to end it um i was gonna yeah mm -hmm. i'm gonna say that we are running low on time i just want to say darius thank you so much for being a part of the blue line social podcast yeah. uh good to meet you man in the loop um and yeah i just wanted to let everybody know if you guys enjoyed it Hit, uh, correct me if I'm saying your Instagram handle wrong. Is it pronounced Osario Darius? Yeah, you can say it's Osario Darius. Yep. Osario Davis on Instagram and follow his company at Aloha. Uh, yes. Aloha Aloha Worldwide. Worldwide. Yes. yes. Aloha Worldwide Shop. Yep. Let's go. And I will link that down below in the description. So thank you so much, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, today's podcast. Um, don't forget to hit that subscribe and that like, and we'll stay tuned for more. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Thank you guys. See you Appreciate guys. It. Later.